Adam, good morning. Good to see you again. Glad you could catch the bus. Hey, glad I can make it there, Jack. Scattered just in time. Almost missed the bus. Yes. <laughs> you did pretty good this winter with the bus rides. You know that uh, you have to get a uh, what do they call it? A transfer ticket. You got to get one to uh, get to the heart of the podcast country. All right, that's it. And if you miss your, so if you miss your window, it's only good for only good for like a half an hour, right? If you miss the window, it's not you know it's not not, not worthwhile anymore. It's a long ride from Northridge Hill. Yeah. That's uh you get the snow, it adds it adds uh discomfort to the whole process. But you take it with that extra if you catch the right bus, you're all right then. You get you the can, express. Uh, you get the express, Jack, where it doesn't doesn't make as many stops and it, it, it makes it better. A big hill down by uh it'd be good if we found some technology that would give us to the uh uh podcast center where everyone makes podcasts. That's right. Anyway, the bus we can maybe eliminate the bus trip. What do you think? There you go. One big, one big podcast central. There it is. With millions of rooms set up for all the different podcasts. That's right. Well, maybe it'll change. Hopefully it will. Well, it's the beauty of the virtual world, Jack, is you have those virtual rooms <laughs> set up, right? Be anywhere anywhere on this on this lovely planet and be able to do these kind of things. It's a it's a wonderful Well, I'm guessing. I'm guessing we know we know clients, Adam who uh, also take the bus. At least that's what it seems like when they get together in the business rather than not get together. We know a few people like that, don't we? We know a few people who probably, probably at this point in the evolution, their evolution, would have been better not to work together as a team. Um the rough, there can be rough going when you work with your spouse or, you know, the opposite, uh, well, the opposite, whatever, your significant other. Right. And sometimes it's not best to do that, even though the romance and the early going is probably pretty good. Jeez, uh, we could do anything together. We know, in fact, you, you have excellent recall. Um, you remember a client of ours, married couple? who used to have the record-breaking arguments that uh, shook the buildings. The ones where the, the, the vein in the middle of the forehead starts to pulsate because they're, you know, you're, you're so mad and upset and, and, and yelling at each other. That one. That That's one, right. yeah. yeah How can I forget? You leave it? When should you leave it behind? Uh, you know, don't bring it through that door of the office. When is not a good time? Here, why don't you tell their story? That's a good story. Well, yeah. So, so, so our, our topic today, we're talking about how, how do you, how do I leave the personal stuff at the door? All right. So the personal stuff. So what does that mean? And, and, and welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter, by the way. That's uh, that's Jack Mancini. In case you're new to the show, welcome to the show. And uh, the podcast today we're, we're talking about, this is related to the family business. And so if you work in a family business or maybe you've got some friends who are like family or you got both, the question becomes, are you good at leaving the personal stuff at the door? When you come to work every day, maybe you aren't sure what that looks like. Well, again, that's why why we're here today for the show to kind of talk about that. So it could be it could be a challenge and it could be a blessing and a and a curse working with family and friends, Jack. Right? You know, because you you, you know each other pretty well. Um, in fact, because of your personal relationship, you, you tend to have experienced some things together maybe you wouldn't have experienced with other coworkers, right? And uh, uh, you know that can be comforting to the owner, but it can also be kind of uncomfortable or awkward for the team. And so 
this example that you're talking about with, with this client of ours, they were not very good, Jack, at leaving the personal stuff at the door. So <laughs> this is a married couple who yeah decided to go into business together. And if you've listened to any of our prior podcasts about this topic, you know that we we often guide our clients to tread very lightly and, and very carefully, very slowly when you're starting to bring in uh, family and friends, uh, especially when it becomes your spouse, all right? Because there's so many things kind of going on in that relationship that can impact the business. Um, and so- Very hard, very hard to just close the door on that stuff and pretend you can't do it. I mean, you just can't do it in the long run. Right. And so, you know, we see it a lot, whether it be spouses, whether it be other family members in terms of them just kind of working together, where, where personal stuff often kind of gets brought to the table. And so uh, this client of ours, you know, we came on the scene when they were about three years in business together. And uh, we came on, as it's often the case when, when we have partners, we, we work with a lot of partners, Jack, in terms of uh, multiple owners for companies. And we we do that a lot because often partners can be on different pages. You know, just uh, life happens, things happen where maybe partners were, were, were in lockstep day one. And as the months and years go by, they start to just kind of drift apart. Maybe one's got a, a family where they have other responsibilities where the other one's maybe single or maybe they're, maybe they're divorced and don't have kids. And again, just, you know, life starts to take them in different, in, in different places. And the focus of the business might not be the number one attention versus it is for somebody else. And so a lot of things can, 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 can happen with partnerships. And so, when you're dealing with the, with with strictly partners, you know, like you and I, again, you know, we're not related. You know, we we have a partnership. And that's kind of that's our thing. And if you have family involved, though, or, or again, spouses, well, you've got the business part of it, and you also have the personal side of stuff. And and things can often get intertwined or mixed or confused or what have you as part of that. And again, I grew up with that with my parents working together for 40 years, Jack. And so I, I, I saw one thing kind of growing up, which is very different from what we experienced with this client that you were talking about, where when we got involved, you know, there were, during some of our initial meetings, we can always sense that there's some tension amongst the partners. And you could tell, tell by just some body language, Jack, right? You know, in terms of they were sitting a little further apart and they weren't, uh, they weren't all snugly, cuddly, or, or, or affectionate to each other. There was, there was some... Boy, far, far from it, that's for sure. <laughs> there, was a, there was a little coldness, so to speak, as part of this, right? And as we got, you know, a few months into the engagement, that, you know, kind of coldness started to kind of dig a little deeper into stuff. It became just outright, you know, anger and frustration and, and just going after each other and, and, and to the point where as we're talking, you know, kind of come into the show here, Jack, about those, those vein popping, uh, arguments and the things that were being talked about were almost never business things, Jack. They were things that happened in their personal relationship several years ago that now are being brought up and yelling at each other at the top of their voices in the office. Now the door was closed. Okay. Hey, that, you know, they're, they're trying to help, you know, closing the door. But when you have in an office building where you have other folks in the office building who are renting spaces in that office building complaining about how loud and disruptive this these discussions, because it wasn't just one discussion that we, we, you know, we saw one early on, Jack, that we were just, we were kind of taken aback by. And we thought it was maybe unusual, but that we, 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 we came to learn that in fact, that is a very common ongoing thing because again, the other folks in the office building were complaining about it, you know, in terms of, Hey, are, are they in the building today? Are we gonna be able to get some stuff done? Or is there, is there going to be disruption at some point during the day? And well, it might be kind of funny, or you kind of joke about it, you know, if you're outside of it, again, it can be 
very, very toxic and very, very troublesome for the organization. Well, that building, that building was a little two-story office building. I don't know, maybe uh, six units in it, six, 12 units. Yeah, probably a dozen units in there, yeah. And, and when they went at it, when they went at it, you could see the windows shaking and you, it, it, the sound barriers weren't near enough. I mean, it was just so loud, so loud. We sat there first, maybe a couple of these things that went through, we just kind of sat by. Then we tried to do our psychological uh, uh, analysis, which we uh, we do with all our clients one way or another, but not with these two. They were, they couldn't, they couldn't, they weren't coachable. They weren't anything <laughs> except at each other. We're, we're trying to help them understand that there's got to be that division between the business stuff and the personal stuff. You know, it even came to the point, Jack, that in addition to having us help them on the business coaching front, they also brought a life coach in. And this person actually came and stayed with them for the weekend, which we were, we were amazed by, you know, again, you know, with us being with them just you know, in public for, you know, an, an hour or two, I couldn't imagine behind closed doors, you know, truly, you know, in their house, kind of living with them to try to help with the relationship. And so what we learned long ago in terms of our business coaching, Jack, was that we need to focus on the business side of stuff. To your point, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll touch on the personal stuff, you know, here and there just to kind of be aware of it, and especially as it starts to impact the business. But, you know, we're not, you know, trained, you know, psychologists, psychiatrists, the marriage, you know, marriage counselors, you know, therapists that way. There's other professionals who, who are there. You know, we're more of that kind of business therapist, right? If you, want to, if you want to use that, you want, you want to use that term and we can help from that standpoint, but we always try to get the focus being on the business. And so, now, as you might imagine, that this is a, was a relatively short-term client for us. It lasts about six months. You know, where most of our clients last, you know, for, for many years because we because they are very coachable. To your point, Jack. But we, you know, we tried all different tricks to kind of, you know, tricks or, or, or ways to counsel to, to get them to focus and talk about just the business stuff. But they couldn't help themselves. You know, even if we, we were having a good meeting, we, you know, we feel like hey, you know, we're an hour into this in this meeting, things are going well. Eventually, <laughs> a zinger would come in, right? Something would come. It might be just a, an offhanded comment, and again, but it was, it was, it was usually related to something that personally happened, something going on in their private life that had nothing to do with the business, but yet it was upsetting one of the spouses, and so they just kind of brought it to you know to bear. They're again, they were kind of needling each other. It's almost uh, the, 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 that movie War of the Roses. If you if you've seen that movie, yeah, before. it's a good example. That's right. And so for those of you who haven't, you know, it's a movie, I think it's the 1990s uh, with uh, uh, Danny DeVito plays the plays attorney, but the, the, the couple was, uh, yes, um, Catherine, wait, I'm, pic I'm picturing Michael Douglas. Right, right. right. And, uh, oh. Kowalski, is it? Is it uh... Oh, I can't think of her name now. Yeah, she, she was in Romancing the Stone with them and everything else. So, It'll come to me. Anyway, these two had been married for, for a while. And, and the movie is just the, the lawyer telling one of his clients who's thinking about getting a divorce about the, their their story, right? It kind of goes into in terms of just how how bad it gets, you know, in terms of just as, as they're going after each other and, you know, putting, you know, dividing off the house in terms of just, you know, tape on the floor to which side yours versus mine and, you know, disturbing each other's, you know, you know in-house dinners, you know, those kind of things. It's just in terms of, again, just kind of crazy, crazy stuff kind of going on, right? So we had, you know, to, to us, that was kind of like, as far as we could tell, it's like, it seems like that's about as close as, as you could get to that in terms of the kind of real life stuff, Jack, right? That's what, that's stuff that, that we were kind of seeing. 
And so again, as as hard as we tried, we couldn't we couldn't we couldn't get them to just focus solely on the business side of stuff. And unfortunately, um, you know what happened was they, you know, and their business didn't do so well. Uh, Kathleen Turner, I was looking up their name. Sorry, it's it bothering me. So, so Kathleen Turner, Michael Douglas was the couple. So, you know, but for this business, Jack, again, you know, it was creating tremendous stress because nobody wanted to work with them because they knew eventually they'd start to blow up and things would happen. It was, it was a, it was a distraction. It was, it was, it was demotivating. It, it, it was just, it was hard to be around them. Just that negativity was very, very tough. And so, you know, they even tried to set up a separate division where the one spouse would leave to go, to go do, do, do some different work. Again, we we're trying a lot of different things to kind of help, you know, help the business survive and thrive through this. And unfortunately, within a year of us, you know, parting ways, uh, neither the business nor the marriage survived, Jack. It didn't have to be. How do you, how do you stop that? How do you slow it down? Well, you stop what are, it. By, what are good steps? <laughs> well, first of all, you got to be very conscious and very aware of that. You know, so you might have that spouse thing. Maybe you're working with, with a sibling and, and, and all of a sudden here you are over the weekend and and your brother does something at, at your at your at your son's birthday party that, that that really upset everybody, right? Well, so what do you do about that? You know, do you when you come into work Monday morning, do you, you know do, do you bring it up? Do you are you shunning your brother now because of what happened? Because you know all of a sudden your significant other told you, that, you know, not to talk to him anymore or, or where might be, but but you know that should not be brought in Monday morning, all right? That should be addressed either you you address it in the situation when it happened over the weekend or you let it go or you address it in the evening or again, but you, you, you address it on personal time. You know, when you, when you come in that door, you take that personal hat off and you put it, you put it aside and you put on your work hat. You got to be conscious of it. You know, it, it, the consciousness is everything. If you, if you aren't, you're going to be doing the same thing and it carries right into the office. Whereas, okay, I'm going to go up the steps and or take the elevator and, that time I get up there, I'm okay. I'm all business. I mean, that's that's probably the best thing you can do outside of working in separate places. But you're still going to have issues, you know, that you have to come together on. So you got to be prepared in some way or another. You got to be prepared to break the the break the cycle of going through. You know, coming into the office and pretending or not even thinking about it. It's going to cause more friction. It will. It'll just carry over from the birthday party. Right. So so hopefully it leads you to addressing those situations faster, right? Because we're just letting them kind of fester for a bit. But the last thing you want to do is, again, bring it up at work. It isn't the place to, to handle it. Just, just like, again, if you had employees all of a sudden, you know, picture, you know, employees, not family, and all of a sudden, you know, they're on the phone yelling at their their kids or their, their, their siblings or their spouse, right? What would you do about that? Would you encourage us? Hey, you know what? Those personal phone calls, why don't you take those things outside? Or, or you know, again, why don't you wait till lunch to get to ha ha have that discussion or wait till tonight, right? But don't, don't bring that in here. It's very clear. It's easy because that, you know, that person's not necessarily in, in the business with you, right? It's just, you know, you, you have your employees. So often, we can often lose sight of that, especially when we're dealing with those emotional things, Jack, we're talking about logical approach to an emotional to an emotional reaction right and so your point to be, to be very very conscious of this the fact that it it's an issue and it can happen in in good things too you know, when i said it, it can make people uncomfortable awkward again if 
if you and your and your siblings or if, if, if it's a parent-child relationship or yeah, maybe it's just very close friends, you have your own language often, right? You know, we both know this, Jack, after, you know, I've been married for 20, gone to 24 years, you've been married over 50 years. So we have, we have almost, you know, the, the communication level between our spouses and us is, is you know, different than it is with somebody else. You know, you, you can have just a look or you can say a word or two that says a lot, you know, kind of things, right? And so just being conscious of that stuff too, in terms of, uh, of how you communicate and kind of what you do, but be very conscious of your roles. You know, so I've, yeah, I mentioned a little earlier that you know, I, I grew up with this with my parents, you know, working together for 40 years. And so as I look back at it now, yeah, you know, I wasn't as conscious of it when I was growing up. As I look back at it now, think about why they were so successful and why not only did the business, you know, survive and thrive and move to the next generation after 40 years, but their marriage has lasted over 50 years because they were very clear on having those kind of distinct roles. You know, so it comes down to something simple we talk about a lot, Jack, when it comes to partners. And partnerships is well, who's in charge? All right, who's in charge? And and we see a lot of partnerships, Jack, that are equal partnerships. And hey, we're we're both in charge. And so we often ask, well, hey, if we go ask the employees who's in charge, what are they going to say, right? So when it comes to oh, the family, what was your guess? One out of ten. What's that? Make it. Well, if they're if they're aware of these things, again, if you kind of go go in blind and don't think about it, yeah, it's you know much like you know many of the companies that that fail, Jack. I think a big chunk of them fail because of this, because they got some some family issues or friend things where hey, somebody's a really good friend and or a really good family member of yours, and you 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 know like and trust each other, right? But you know each other in ways that you don't necessarily know the folks who you're working with because you again you have those shared experiences and you hear stuff, right? So you've heard things about your uncle who you work with, you know, through your through your aunt, through your wife, right? In terms of just again, you, you, you hear things, right? And so we're humans, so we hear things, and so also that that gets put into your computer, right? And so also, you know, as you're looking at stuff and and trying to assess things, you kind of know people. But often, again, with people that, that that we know the best, Jack, we know some of their best things. We also know some of their worst things, some of their flaws, because we've seen them over years in different situations. Where again, we're we're very aware of those potential downfalls that we might not be aware of if they weren't our family member, or if they weren't a close friend of ours. So the, 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 the awareness is a big, big thing of it. And, and certainly have those, those very defined roles. So again, like if I come back to my, to my parents real quick, you know, it was clear who was in charge day to day. You know, my dad was, you know, you know, more the product expert. He's also in charge of sales. I'm up to care a lot of the administrative stuff, a lot of the back end in terms of, in terms of the employees that, but it's very clear that, you know, the, the employees would look to my dad for, you know, for, for guidance. But when it came to the home front, it was very different. Who's in charge there and who's still in charge is my mother. Okay. Which is, you know, and, and I, I joke about it, but my dad's had an allowance for over five decades. That's how, that's how it works. Right. You know, she's in charge on what, whether which credit card to use this week or that week, or again, here's your allowance for the month in terms of, you know, stuff that you're going to spend, you know, spend money on. So it was very clear that, that that she was in charge. So they had those very, very defined roles. And they try to keep those things in those buckets as much as they could. But, you know, they were very conscious of that, very conscious of that. And most people, I think, maybe don't think about it that way or they don't approach it that way or they, they let things kind of come in. And so if all of a sudden you're my older brother, but yet I'm the CEO, Jack, right? Well, again, you're going to be treating me like a little brother at times, right? Well. That's fine when we're out, you know, messing around on the weekend. But when we're when when we're at work, 
if you're treating me like the little brother, what does that say? And, 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 and what do the other people kind of see from that standpoint, right? So does that help me being the CEO if, if I'm viewed as the little brother? Or is that going to probably certainly, certainly does not. That's right. Yeah, you can't, uh, you, know, you, you need respect to really command the office, if you will, not, not in the hardline way. But yeah, if it's split, people will decide who's, who's the boss and that'll be the way it's looked at and talked to. And, and uh, it's difficult. You know, that's why we, we always, people again in the romance side of things, the so, romance part of it all, they basically uh, uh, go into it 50-50. And often the regrets come eh, three, four years later and on. Uh, it just, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't work when you carry your problems of your personal life into the office, yet it's done all the time. It's human nature, I'm sure. People like to hear uh, other people's stories, especially if it's a, a tough one. Right. Well, one of, one of the great ways to handle this is if all of a sudden it, it becomes a problem. So we've talked before about just you know, running good meetings, Jack, right? And one of the things we talk about with, with running good meetings is you don't let folks kind of dominate a meeting, especially if it's just a, just an update meeting. And we, we've all been in those meetings where you got eight or 10 people in the room and all of a sudden you've got two folks that are, that are dominating the discussion. Here they are having a discussion. The rest of us are kind of watching it, right? So a popular technique for that is, hey, let's take that thing offline, right? You know, again, we, we don't need to talk about this thing in the group. Let's take it offline. It means, hey, you two go discuss, you know, somewhere else after this meeting's kind of done. Well, that taking offline is a good is, is a good approach too, Jack. If all of a sudden, you know, your your spouse, your sibling, or or, or your 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 child's coming in and, and and bring up a personal thing, hey, you know what? Let's let's do lunch today. Let's kind of talk about, it, or let's let's go out after after work and kind of talk about, it, right? But don't 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 talk about it in the building. Don't talk about it at work. Take it offline. Take it out of the building, because that's where it belongs. It belongs out of the building. You know, there's not a place for it here. And if you do that a couple of times. People get the message, right? And they get the message in terms of, hey, this is how you start to kind of handle things, or it might be, hey, you know what? We can't work together. It's it's often a thing that, that's, that, that, that starts to break people down, Jack, where they realize, hey, you aren't able to separate those two. So we probably aren't going to be good as as partners in a business, Jack, because you know we, I can see things very clearly and, and I can I can compartmentalize things to make sure I keep them separate. You have trouble with that. And it's creating problems within the organization. And so we've got clients where they they recognize that you know we, we we had a client years ago where it was second generation and it was it, it, it was two siblings who were working together and they realized that, that there was friction between the two of them at work outside of work things were good but at work there was some friction and they recognized what how negative how that could negatively impact the business and they realized hey the one of us has to go and so they were very mature about it Jack very mature about it from that standpoint yeah. you know, recognize yeah, what was yeah, going yeah. on. And to be able to kind of to be able to kind of break away. So, you know, part of it is, yeah, some people just can't work together. And it's starting to maybe have some of those tough discussions, discussions to say, hey, it's not that they can or can't work. And again, we have a lot of great success stories of, of where it has worked well because you're having those often very uncomfortable or very difficult conversations to talk about these things versus just kind of letting things go or letting those roles you have on the personal side just kind of go versus trying to, you know really get them focused on the business in terms of what's best for the organization. And so yours and my personal beef or, you know, thing I feel slighted about isn't necessarily best for the, for, for the organization. So we need to get it out of the organization to get it back in the personal side and make sure that what's talked about 
in those walls within the business walls is, is business related stuff, not personal stuff from that standpoint. Good advice. Good advice, Adam. So don't go blowing down, huffing and puffing on uh, buildings now if you've heard this and bring your spouse in there and start yelling at her, see how high you can get the decibels going. Uh, it's best to find ways to leave that stuff at home. That's where it belongs. Leave it there. You can suck it up for a good, uh, you know, eight, eight, ten hours. You can, you can do it. Right. So, so being aware of it, that's what we want to kind of talk about today. Is make sure that you're aware of it. Here's a couple of ways to kind of do it. We want we share we want to share a couple of examples on you know opposing sides or what it can look like and how bad it can get, right? And so, um, if, if you're aware of it, talking about it, if you've got friends, family in the business, it's something you should be very conscious of and talking to them about. And something that we, we encourage you to think about bringing somebody in. You talk about it on the way in, numerous times. Here's what's going to happen. Here's how it's going to be at work. Just because you're, you know, you're my cousin doesn't mean you're going to get special treatment, Jack. You know, here's what's required. In fact, it's going to be, I'll probably be harder on you because I'm going to push you harder perhaps, right? But again, it's, it's got to be where that personal stuff is left more outside of the building versus brought into the building with you every day. Leave that baggage outside, Jack, right? That's it. Good advice. All right. So that's our, that's our show for this week. We appreciate you being part of it. If you missed any of our prior shows, you can get them all at our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. Uh, better yet, if you have a, a smart device, if you go to your favorite podcast player, whether it be iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and if you search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business, you can subscribe to the show and leave a review there. It'd be great. We, we, we love getting five-star reviews in terms of what's kind of going on if you, if you enjoy the show. If you go to our, to our website, again, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com, there's a, an episodes button you can click on, and there's a search button there. You can search for shows and search for questions. So if you have a question that you want to get answered, put it in there. And it'll, it'll feed back some shows that, that address that question, much like this one in terms of, how, you know, we talk about how do I leave personal stuff at the door. If you don't find an episode that, that comes up or one that fits what you're looking for, I want you to shoot us an email at radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call 877-849-0670. So that's the show for the day. Appreciate y'all being part of it. And we'll talk with y'all next week. Bye-bye, folks. <laughs> <laughs>